You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Born apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies that actors were. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And let me start out by quoting the lovely Blue Ivy. She said, brown skin girl, your skin just like pearls, the best thing in the world. And I want you to kind of sit with that for a little bit because we're bringing you a double dose this episode of Black Girl Magic, a double dose of Black Girl Magic. You heard me right, because sometimes you need it and I know I needed it. So for this first episode, I get to talk with the lovely, talented Angelica Washington. She is on the new hit show, Star Girl on the CW, which, by the way, just got renewed for season two. She plays Beth Chapel and Dr. Midnight. And there is such a happiness and light about her when she appears on camera. And I hope you guys, if you haven't already, get the experience and check that out on the CW. Then for the second episode, I got to talk to the uber talented Toya Turner, who plays on the 10 episode series, new series on Netflix called Warrior Nun. Out now, check it out. It will take you on this new crazy adventure you never knew. She plays Shotgun Mary and she is not to be messed with, let me tell you. But I had so much fun talking to her. We even got in a little tangent about dance. So I hope you guys enjoy that. And I can't wait for you to hear it. So yeah, just sit back, relax. I hope you guys are staying safe out there and um, get swept up into this black girl magic, y'all. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I am so excited for my guest today. I hope you guys are checking out DC's new TV series, Star Girl. Um, and I know right now I gotta, I gotta take a little pause in between. Cause I know right now there's a lot going on. Um, especially when it comes to the black community and that we have the protests, we're also hit with the pandemic, but for me, it's very important to have those little moments where you can take a little bit of escape and, um, you know, just a mental health check, a little break. So this for me has been my new obsession and I love this. And in particularly because of my guest. Because from what main reason, I can't figure out how she makes a two-piece protective suit with vibrant green goggles look cute. I can't, I'm still trying to figure that one out. But she plays, if you don't know, she plays Beth Chapel and also Dr. Midnight. Which I'm going to try to see if I can get her to spill some more secrets as we get into, because a little bit of the season is out, but I'm going to see if I can get her to give us some more secrets. You also may know her from Tall Girl. I am talking about the wonderfully talented actress, Angelica Washington. Hey, Angelica, how you doing? Yay. Can you hear me? You cut out. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. See, this is this is us okay. right now, guys. Technology audio <laughs> only here. I was trying to work this out. Okay. Perfect. All right. So I want to start off by the top. First of all, how you doing? Just in case everybody didn't catch you. You know technology. We got to repeat it. I'm great. No, you're fine. Thank you. That was so sweet. I just caught you right at the tail end when you were talking about um, Tall Girl. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I love that. Um, thank you so much. That was so sweet. And thank you for somehow thinking I may make my super suit look cute. I mean, I'm just grateful I have a super it, suit. So Yeah, when the poster came out, I was like, I don't know how she's making this look cute, but I need retail. Th- I just need to go out retail therapy right now and try to get this. Like, it was so cute. And you don't get to see that all the time. Like, We'll we'll get into a little bit later, I know, but it's, it was just so cute the way it all came together, I thought. Oh my gosh, thank you. I so, so, so appreciate that. And um, yeah, let's get into it. But I want to start with, because um, you know, I always want to start with this question because you never know who's listening, who it may help, and everybody's story is different. But if you don't mind, just give us like a little bit of how you got into acting. You know, how you know you wanted, how you knew you wanted to act, how did you, you know, how the opportunity of Star Girl come up for you? Yeah, I, uh, well, I got into theater as a little kid. I did my first play when I was eight years old. Um, my mom put me in it as an outlet because I was such a talkative child. Um, I was so outgoing and so talkative in class. 
you know, they'd always be like, Angelica, she's a great student. She just talks so much. So my mom got me um, into uh, my first play so I could, you know, talk more and um, do that outside of school. And then I got really, really obsessed with all-star cheerleading. And then when I got into high school, um, I actually got a D in drawing and painting my first quarter of my freshman year um, because mm. I feel like he was judging really harsh on my stick figures, but it is what it is. Oh, so man, they were- not the stick figures. Come on. Right. I know. I'm like, I am such a bad drawer. It's really terrible. But um, with that being said, they were like, you have to do something else. Is there another thing you want to do? And I was like, well, I did, right. you know, play when I was eight and I love theater. So I joined the theater program at my high school and I literally became obsessed with it. It was like what I eat, sleep and breathe. And um, yeah, then the, the rest is history. And then I begged my parents to, you know, let me start getting into acting. And um, eventually they did. And I moved to LA right when I turned 18. And here we are. The rest is history. And as far as um, the role for Stargirl goes, um, it was a very normal experience for the most part, um, mm-hmm. except for the fact that I had no idea who I was playing. But like, I just got the audition. <laughs> from my agents and you know, it is what it was. I was confused a little bit at the time because at the time, um, star girl, the, the Disney movie was auditioning. I had just auditioned for that. So what, what's going on? And then I saw like, Oh, it's Jeff Johns. Um, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, it's, it's a, it's the comic. So I had to look up the comic and all that. And I could not figure out who I was because when I auditioned, the character's name was Rachel. And there's no Rachel oh. anywhere in the comic. Yeah. And there's no Rachel in the show. So I was so confused. I'm like, who is this Rachel girl? Um, and then it's a code name. It's what they do when you like auditioning for like superhero stuff like DC and Marvel. Um, because they don't want anything to get out. They don't want anything to be leaked. So, yeah, I always wonder how they did that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so and also like on set, anyone who came to set, like my mom came to set, my auntie came to set, they all had to sign NDAs. Like the moment they stepped foot, not even Mm. on the physical set, just like in the parking lot, you have to sign an NDA immediately. Wow. Yeah. Everything is like really under wraps, really like top secret. And, um, yeah, I found out I was going to be Beth Chapel, and I was really excited. Um, I was so amazed that she has like, four C natural hair, just like me. And I was, I, I was going to ask you about that, but I'll let you go ahead. I, I got a question about that when no, you get done. No, no, let's talk about it. But yeah, it was so exciting for me. And so, yeah, here we are. The rest is history. Well, what I was going to ask you about the four C. Okay. Cause I love one of the best decisions I ever made was to go back and just like have my natural hair. It saves me so much money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's better for your hair, but you always get that. Are you 4C, 4B kind of question? I'm like, is that not the most asked question as a black woman walking around with an Afro? I'm like, what? Like, it's because I saw a headline when I was, when I was doing my research, I saw the headline pop up for you. And I was like, is that not the most asked question every time somebody wants to rock an Afro? Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I actually didn't know what, 4C was until I went natural, um, which was... Thank you. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I was so confused for a minute. I had no idea. I was like, wait, our hair textures have numbers and letters? Like like algebra? Like, what are we doing? I'm so confused. Um, But now I embrace it. Now I'm like, yes, I'm 4C. I'm unnatural. I'll rock this afro all day. Um, And now I really love... I mean, I've always loved it. But now I... I can re- I can quote it and say like yeah I have four C hair yeah because now I don't yeah and when that um right and when that first episode opened up let me tell you I was still floored and I guess because what we're going through now and you know there's a lot of changes and a lot of people taking note because you know you're kind of in a sense you're kind of trapped right now where you have to kind of face stuff that we've kind of you know looked up before and haven't really thought about that much right. Right. Um, and it kind of made me think back to um, Candace Patton. For listeners who don't know, um, she is uh, she plays Iris West Allen on The Flash. Mm-hmm. And coming into this sixth season was the first time for her to be able to wear her natural hair and how much of a social media buzz that was and everybody. Because um, she looked beautiful, of course, doing it. You know, we always do wearing our natural hair when they allow us to. And so I just remember that the first episode coming into the season, seeing you and I was like, and I did a double take because I was just like, is she wearing, is she wearing that cute 
4C Afro, <laughs> you know, and then you have like that bubbling personality either. So it all just worked together. But did you know, I, I know, I guess maybe you didn't because you said you didn't know the character you're going to be playing. Was that something that you were asked about? Did it just happen? Well, the day before I tested for the role, I, you know, I they had, it was the day, I'm sorry, the day before I tested for the role was the day I found out that my character was Beth Chapel, And then I looked her up immediately and I was looking up everything I could find. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, this girl looks like me. This is crazy. <laughs> Especially yeah. sidebar literally a month before um, I booked this role. So like literally mm. like a week or so before I was auditioning for Star Girl, I actually tried to change my hair back to straight and I went and got a Brazilian blow. You're the only person I've told this to. Oh my gosh. But I just, Gotta tell you, I actually went and got a Hey, Brazilian. let it out, let it out. We all we got we all gotta hear things we go through. Yes, I actually went and got a Brazilian blowout. And then mm. literally by the time I got home within an hour from the salon, my hair shrunk back up. Mm. It yeah. was like, nope, we're not doing that. And um I had sent a picture to my agent and she was like, Well, <laughs> I guess that means you're just supposed to stay is to stay natural because she didn't want me to straighten my hair anyway. And so I was like, okay, yeah. I guess it does. And then I went in for star girl and the whole thing. But, um, I looked it up and I was like, wow, I kind of look like her. Like, wow, she has a short Afro. And, um, I, I still, for some reason, I assumed that they would probably still make me change my hair once I booked the role, even though I knew that I looked like the, the Beth Chapel in the comics, but no, yeah. Jeff Johns are, um, creator, showrunner, executive producer was like, please do not change your hair. I love your hair. Your hair is everything. It is, it's so genuine, authentic. It's Beth Chapel. Like the moment I saw you, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, and I remember at the test, you know, me and the other black girls or the girls who were auditioning, of course, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like I'm often the only one who looks like me or who wears my um, natural 4C fro because most people have yeah. like a twist out or mm -hmm. might still have the same texture, but they do a different protective style. And I just don't do nothing because I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> but I will say like, I, I always go in like, oh, I'm the only one who looks like this. Um, but in this case, it all worked out. It was great. Yeah, I I love that. I and I really hope. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad that Jeff Johns went out there. Shout out to him for doing because we need and we need more people pushing that behind the scenes. Um, because I don't know, like I said, I don't even know how to describe it. There is just like a smile that comes on my face when I see you on screen any of these episodes oh. because it's a mixture of this. Like it's just so cute. It's just like I don't even know how to describe it. And I oh, guess it's like maybe it. other little girls and everybody's seeing it. You know, it's just you can see. It's like you say your natural look you have on. There's this bubbly lightness to you that we don't always get to portray. You know, as you know, African-American women in these TV shows, some, that doesn't come across, you know, sometimes that's not what we get to do. Yeah. And absolutely. you don't, and you're not, and it's not like they have you in some revealing flashy, you know, uniform. And then you're just saying like a couple lines and then they're done. Right. Yeah, this is true. I talk a lot and I will only continue to talk more as the season goes through. So I agree. Yeah. It is really refreshing um, to see, of course, but also to play characters that are just so um, just genuinely positive and optimistic. I think in general, women as a whole, but I can definitely speak for me as a black woman, like the black women in my life are so strong and so optimistic, mm -hmm. always knowing that there's going to be better days ahead, you know, whether it's my mama, my aunties, um, anyone. And I'm so, you know, forever inspired by those women. So I love that we get to portray that on screen. Um, I think all women are strong. So of course I, yes, of course I get to be a strong woman. Of course I think all women are intelligent. So yes, of course, you know, my character is intelligent, but I do think that there's something really special and refreshing, you know, cause I hate like the black, like the angry black woman stereotype, you know? Yeah. And the worst. So, it is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. And, and for honestly, I feel like, yeah, but she got a reason to be angry. And, so it is what it is. Right. Um, right. But you never get to see the other side. Right. So it's just the angry character that keeps going. Exactly. Um, but in this case, I love getting to play Beth. I think she's just going to be a really refreshing character. And for someone, for young black girls to see and be like, wow, she looks like me. You know? Yeah, I love that part. And let's get a little bit important. Now, let me see if I can get some secrets out of you because we've seen about like five episodes now. Right. So like, and then and also to listeners, pause us for a minute and come back if you haven't binge watched, like seen the first five episodes. 
They're all free right now on the CW app. Yeah, yep, CW app, all free. So go definitely go check them out. Okay, so now that you guys, I'm giving you like a little breather to pause and come back just so you don't get anything ruined. Okay. Okay, first thing that got in my came in my head was the goggle thing. I wanted to ask you about the goggles. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. first of all, first thing, I, I was a little thrown off when the dog was chewing on the goggles and then you had to pick them up and put them on. <laughs> so I was wondering, I was like, you know, this might be a little TV magic that I don't know about, but I was kind of wondering any kind of, was it any kind of weird, like, you know, I guess disgusting for lack of a better word, things that happen behind right. the scenes going into that? You know, you're not the first one to point that out. Um, I realized as I was live tweeting yesterday, lots of people were like, did you just put those goggles on your face after the dog slobbered on them? And I was like, you know what I did? And to be honest, Beth is so go with the flow. and She She is, yeah. Yeah, she's so like, she doesn't judge really anyone. She loves everyone. She's so excited about everything. So she just didn't even think. like, cause, And I know because I'm her and I didn't really think um, too much about it. And neither did anyone else. Like, I think we all just kind of knew. Like, she was just like, and I'm going to put these on. But in my head, you know, the slobber had dried off a little bit. But you're completely right. Um, Yeah, definitely. Uh, I just don't think Beth cares about stuff like that. She doesn't really get grossed out by things. So... Well, that's good. I mean, that's part of, I feel like you kind of need that as a superhero, right? Because you don't know what you're going to run into. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So it's fine. It's fun. And, you know, have someone who's like, whatever. Kind of like when you drop candy on the ground and you're like, three yeah. seconds roll. It's fine. <laughs> I, like, I picked it up. I picked it up. It had the wrapper on it. I picked it up quick enough. I think that's Beth. Like, three second rule. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. We can eat it. It's going to be great. It's going to be okay. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so next thing here. All right, I love the the goggles. Like when we're talking about too, like the black girl magic and be able to see a different side of of uh, black women. When you put the goggles on, they reveal that you got a four point eight. It was talking about how your mom's a doctor. I would just go. It was just like so many facts that were just rallying off. That again, I say you don't get to you don't get to hear all the time when you, especially when you have um, a black woman in this role. Mm-hmm. So that's just a, just a a little shout. I don't know if you have any cool things you want to say about that scene, but I just kind of wanted to give you a shout out for that and the writers and creators for having that like list of just like excellence that was just coming out those glasses when yeah. you first put them on. A list of black excellence. It was um great. Uh no, uh Melissa Carter wrote that episode and she's so awesome. She's so great and she just totally got it. I mean, I didn't have to ask for any of that, which I'm very, very grateful for. Um, they were like, this is just who Beth is. So yeah, I think it was more so just about, um, explaining how great Beth was and really showing, like setting the scene of who she is as a person. Sorry about that. Mm. Oh, sorry. Um, it's my mom. Hi mom. Um, but yeah, so I really love that they set the the scene like that for her. Mm-hmm. Everyone can really see like from the beginning where Beth is starting from and who she, who she really is. And it really is like, okay, so she's super smart. She's super kind. She loves her parents. She's respectful. Um, but I mean, respectful to a certain degree, right? Cause she was definitely being nosy going up through people's houses. So like, <laughs> respectful. To yeah. Degree. I was just like, but see Beth, make, see, that's what I'm talking about, about Beth here. She makes it seem so harmless and cute. Cause other otherwise you're sitting back and you're like, what is this girl? She like going all up in the house. She in the closet, right? But she's it's like Beth though, so I didn't really think too bad about it. Yeah, she's so naive and just gen- like genuinely kind. Like, oh, I was just following the dog. Like, I thought I was helping you. I didn't. I didn't realize that I was all up in your house. My bad. Um, and so yeah, I love that about about Beth too. It's it's a lot of innocence and um, it's really really fun to to play that and just like be her it's really great okay now here's i gotta vent for a little second because here's my thing about episode five we're focused on episode five by the way for people that i know that's kind of like your big to me i feel like that's your big moment so far correct um and i can't wait to see what's coming up next for you on that but um so i'm trying to figure out why star girl and wildcat wasn't feeling you in this um justice society of america yet like i was trying to figure out a pushback on that i was like Come on, Beth got the got like she like rolling with the flow. She in a party scene, you know. She just hanging back, giving all the facts. I agree. I'm like, why don't you like me? I'm great. What I know. I mean, you just sitting there looking all cute with your goggles on. I was like, come on now. I I, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I felt some type of way. 
I I'm with you. I agree. I wish that they would have been a little bit more open to me. I'm like, you guys, I don't understand, you know, because Courtney's so eager to get Yolanda on the team. But then when yeah. I, and I'm like, I want to be on your team. And they're like, no, no. Right. They're trying to get our man on the team. Like every, everybody she's having to fight and get, um, and she, and you know, Cameron's having to fight all these different people. Yeah, I think that. Um, I'm sorry, camera. Courtney is Courtney is trying to fight all these different people to get on a team, and you're like, I'm here, I'm ready to go, I'm a superhero. Yes, exactly. And so I'm just like, hi. I think they're just annoyed of of Beth, and they think that you know Beth isn't valuable enough. Like Beth doesn't bring enough to the table, and uh, that's going to be really exciting for everyone to see because throughout the rest of the mm-hmm. season, I think Beth really does make her mark, and she really does get to show them why she's important and why they need her. So I'm excited for everyone to see those little. Now, is there an episode coming up where we get to see? Because we've seen the posters and everything, but where you're having, you're going to have like the full outfit on and everything. Is there one coming up soon or do we have to kind of work our way up to that? No, it's coming soon. It's coming soon. The super suits um, where we all suit up together is coming soon. And there, it's going to be really, really, really funny and on the edge of your seat and, and scary, but then you're going to be really proud of everyone at the same time, but you're going to be terrified for them. So it's going to be a lot of emotions at one time because I don't think that they right now in episode five, they definitely don't know what they're getting themselves into, right? Like they don't realize this is life or death. Yeah. Like yeah. 15 years old. And I love that. I Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's it. I was just going to say they're 15 years old and they're just like, this is fun. We're going to be superheroes, but it hasn't really clicked yet. Not yet. Yeah, and that's what I love about the show. I think another element I love about it too is because you usually have some kind of teacher somewhere, you know, maybe like a book or something you're reading from. And, you know, Courtney kind of has idea or Stargirl kind of has idea what she's doing, but it's like, no. And it's like, they're all trying to lead each other, but they have no idea what they're doing. It's just like, let me just see if this, like, will stick to the wall and work. Yes. It's like that, that quote, the blind leading the blind. Like, no, yeah. none of you have any idea what you're doing, but you're all just going to go for it anyway. Great. Um, Might not work out, but it might work out. I don't know. We'll have to watch and see, but it does get really, really fun. And you're, you're, everything you're saying is so spot on. Hello, Angelica, you got me. Oh, yeah, I, th- I, I was gonna. You. I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, either she's giving us dramatic pause, or Jen Cat, or Zen Caster said us again. <laughs> no, I didn't hear what you said, but I was like, everything you're saying is spot on for sure. Yeah, and I was just gonna. Um, I guess the other part of that too um, was the fact that I think I love too about the show that it's very much of you're picking out the unique human abilities that these um, that these teens, these high schoolers have, and then making them superheroes. Instead of it, like, there's a few legacy people, but it's like, oh, this is what makes them unique as a person. Mm -hmm. So now they're a superhero. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that, at the end of the day, is everyone's superpower, right? Like, everyone, Mm -hmm. it's like, if you just go and do what you're good at, what you're passionate at, that's where you're going to thrive. And that's where you're going to not only succeed, but I think that's where we'll have be the most joyful just because if you're doing the things that you love and the things that you actually want to be doing, um, which I'm really passionate about that. I'm really passionate about people doing what they want to do as far as like things that like do what you love, you know, like if you want to be an actor, go be an actor. You want to be a dancer, go be a dancer, take dance, you know, dance classes. If you want to go to college, you want to be a nurse, go to school, like go study, be a nurse, do whatever it is that you want to do because you only got this one life. You know what I mean? So. You might, yeah, as well, might absolutely. as well do what you want to do, but those are the things that will allow even the average person to be a superhero in their life is when they are just like, oh, these are the things that make me special and then work with that. I'm really big on like working on your strengths and um, mm-hmm. not trying to focus so much on your weaknesses. I know like it's really easy for us to always try to like focus on our weaknesses, but I think when we start giving ourselves room to focus on our strengths, we'll be a lot happier. I, I completely agree with that, especially at a time like this. It's definitely important to have those messages. Um, I want to ask you, too, is there an episode? Can you I, I know sometimes you guys the way you guys film this, so maybe you don't remember. But is there an episode that you're really excited for us to see or a moment that you could cryptically tell us about that we have to look forward to that you're excited about, like something that was really fun for you to film? Yeah, absolutely. My um my favorite episodes coming up that I'm really excited for people to see are seven and ten. 
Um, oh, okay. I won't tell you why. You guys will have to watch and see. I know. Get the watch. I haven't seen them. So that's just based on like the script and shooting them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, once I watch it, I might be like, oh, actually, I liked my work better in episode five or whatever. But <laughs> I think, uh, overall, like the script, I really loved episode seven. I love episode 10. Um, of course, 13, which is our season finale, is really, really amazing. So that one's also great. Um, but as far as scenes to look forward to, I get to have some scenes with, um, Pat Dugan and, or, or I'm sorry, let me say Luke Wilson's character and Amy. Smart. Yeah. I was like, I, I was already going with you where I know a pet, but yeah, you got to say, yeah. <laughs> name, so Luke Wilson's character and Amy Smart's character, they play the parents of Stargirl. Um, uh-huh. And I get to have some scenes with them that I really, really enjoy doing. So that's going to be really exciting for people to see. Um, and I won't tell you how we end up having these scenes because that would give it away. But um, they were really <laughs> funny and really, they were just a lot of fun to do. So I'm excited for people to see those scenes. Well, you already had a pretty cute scene, I think, with uh, Stargirl's mom in the beginning of episode five. And since I spoke so much, I will tell you guys about it. Yeah, but it's a right. real cute like yeah. little thing in there. Yes, yes, absolutely. That one's a really fun one. And there's going to be more, there's going to be like a couple more coming up too, which will be really fun. So, okay. So wrapping this up, I just want to, um, also, you know, we're all living in the pandemic and everything. So I want to kind of ask you, did you guys, was it scheduled for this first season to be 13 episodes or did you guys kind of have to wrap anything early or? No, we, we, it was always 13 episodes and we actually finished shooting September of last year. So this has been like a fairly long process for all of us. I actually booked um, Beth Chapel in October 2018. So it's been almost two years that we have been waiting for this show to come out. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, we shot it and then we waited for it to come out. And so it's been a really long time. So I'm really, really proud of it and happy that people finally get to see it. And I really, really just like hope and pray that we get a season two and get to do it again. I know. I, I definitely, I'm crossing your fingers that it's a season two. Cross your fingers, everybody. We've got season two coming up. Oh, I do have one, a couple of more things I want to do to kind of wrap us up here. On your Instagram, I love your bio. You say sometimes on TV oh, no. and all times eating. So I couldn't let you go. I have to ask you, do you have a favorite snack or did you have anything on set that you like a snack that you had to have on set? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I'm not a diva, so I don't like make it seem like. So you didn't pick out all the yellow M&Ms. I, I figured you would get on here and say I only wanted all yellow M&Ms. Right. I definitely don't do that. But of course, I, if you know, I'll tell them like, oh, I really love that. And then when you tell them that you love something, they keep buying it. So it's great. Um, For me, (laughs) for me, it is like matcha tea. That is like like matcha green tea is how I get through those night shoots, you know, where you get there at 5 p.m. and you don't leave Mm. until 9 a.m. So those that is really really helpful for me also like this is such an unhealthy snack i really apologize i mean if i'm giving you a healthy snack i did like a banana but an unhealthy snack oh, we, we don't need healthy we don't need healthy <laughs> an unhealthy snack that i love that they would always bring me are hot cheeto puffs oh my oh my gosh oh my gosh i love uh, endless hot cheeto that's that's pretty dope i love hot cheetos but per like specifically the puffs like i love the puffs oh yeah the puffs you got to get the puffs they're done and they're not as high in carbs. Look at me. I'm like trying to make it better for myself. You know, you make excuses for unhealthy things. Listen, like, eat your hot Cheetos. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> you you, right. you got to make sure you're ready to be a superhero. All right. Just go to eat your hot Cheetos. This is true. Absolutely. So yeah, hot Cheetos. Oh, and then outside of that, cheese. I love cheese. Oh, okay. I'm allergic to dairy, but I eat cheese every single day of my life. And Every day I take an, I have to take allergy medication so I can breathe, but it's really bad. I know it's it's really bad, but I do it every day. I love it. Listen, listen, this is judge free. You just get it out, okay? Judge yeah. free zone here. They would have those like cute little like um smoked gouda cheeses that are just like the little mini- Oh yeah, yep, yep. Woo, girl, listen. <laughs> I love cheese. It's so bad. Um but yeah, cheese cheese and hot cheeto puffs. That's it for me. All right, last thing, upcoming projects. Can you tease anything for us? Upcoming projects, upcoming projects. Yeah, you know what? I just wrapped um, right before um, this pandemic, I wrapped a uh, another feature for Netflix called Mox, directed by Amy Poehler, which was 
so much fun. Oh my gosh. One of the funnest sets I've ever been on in my life, but obviously it's Amy Poehler. Like, of course it's going to be fun. And um, yeah, I was going to say, she just, that name alone is just fun. Right. Exactly. And she's, she's literally like the comedic queen that she is. And so it's really, really fun. And that is about um, a group of girls who start a feminist revolution at their high school. So I'm really excited about that. It's actually very timely to what is currently going on. I wish that it could be released like right now. Um, mm-hmm. Cause it's so relevant, but you know, the timing will be perfect and I'm excited for everyone to see that. I made so many amazing, great friends. Um, all the girls that I got to film with on that set. And, um, we talk to each other to this day. We've been to the women's March together. We've been to black lives matter protests and marches together. Like it's been, it's really special experience. So yeah, excited about that film coming out, but that won't be out till 2021 or at least as of right now. So. Well, you know, in line with everything else, because, you know, the Rona, the COVID-19 has got us behind on things, you know. Right. So, you know, at least we know we have something coming up that we can look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. So that'll be really fun. And but also, and let me mention, too, before we wrap this up, Stargirl airs on Tuesdays on the CW. As we said before, it's free. Check it out on the CW app. There's about five episodes now. I know last time I checked. So, yes, definitely go back. Check them out. Get ready for that big full suit of Dr. Midnight. Can't wait. Um, Angelica, thank you. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much. This is so much fun. Thank you so much for chatting. I had such a great time just like chatting with you. You have such a great energy and personality. And this was so fun. Oh, thank you. See, I'm I'm just gonna be too full of myself now because Dr. Midnight just told me about myself. So I'm just need to go. I should I should just go ahead and pause this right now, update my Twitter bio, but that's fine. We'll just we'll do it later. it well i mean (laughs) but it's true it's all true so yeah so grateful i got to chat with you thank you so much and thank you guys star girl yay yeah check out star girl yep and everybody stay safe you know be careful stay safe face mask wash your hands and as usual keep a lock on black girl nerds on all your social media platforms you guys never know we got coming out for you all different kind of interviews and things coming up um so bye guys Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I have such a special guest with me today. I'm so excited. But before I introduce her, I want to tell you guys, you know, you know, I'm always giving you a little update on my life to start out and how we're kind of dealing with the different um, what's going on today. And today I want to talk about because it relates specifically to our guests. I want to talk about faith and the fact that I think faith is a formidable opponent. to a lot of stuff that's going on today. And to top that, to take it even further, and I might be a little biased in saying this, I think a group of women that have strong faith and have values that they don't compromise for anybody is a force to be reckoned with that everybody better watch out for. So that being said, I need to introduce my special guest. I'm talking about actress Toya Turner. She plays Shotgun Mary on the new Netflix series, Warrior Nun. And if you're not watching it, you're going to be missing out at the water cooler as we slowly go back to work. Toya, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. That was a hell of an intro. That was so good. <laughs> you know, I gotta be. I gotta show the love. I gotta show the love. No, I was feeling. I was feeling this one. And for and like keep it. And let's keep it real though. For black women, when you want, because I love the action adventure genre. And usually, when you see somebody in there, they're gonna give you like two lines. It's gonna be something like real, real quick, and you like, okay, I don't get to see the person anymore. Okay. Yes, it is. So I had to I had to intro that properly because I'm just saying that does not have I love the supernatural genre. I love all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, back in the day watching Buffy, all that kind of stuff. And you were not gonna find a lot of African American actors and actresses in those all the time. So I had yeah. to intro it right. No, I feel you. It was great. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks. But before we get into the actual role, because I got a ton of questions, I got a list. I want to talk about some of your past stuff that people might recognize you from, um, like the Lifetime movie America, because and now correct me if I'm wrong, because you can't read everything you have uh, you see on the Internet. But that was your first on camera job. And I'm thinking about your first on camera job. If you're working with Rosie O'Donnell and Ruby D, like you got to give us a story on that, like how that happened. Man, I um, luckily I had some wonderful, wonderful casting directors who who pushed for me because I was probably 10 years younger than what they were looking for. Um, they just, they had called me in and 
I don't know. I got my Holly Berry on. You know what I'm saying? It was for a drug addicted mother. So I put, you know, I, I may I had like mustard on my shirt. You know, I didn't brush my right my that morning. I had a, a a rag on. I was I, I was in it. I was in the thick of it that day. I didn't wash my face. I was just like, and and I just went in and and did the part. And then they said, yes. Yeah, so you're gonna say that you're ten years old, older than you are. And I was like, okay. And then I got it and and went to wow. Detroit to shoot it. And it was, yeah, it was a, the beginning of a love affair. It really was. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And I mean, it's just, you know, just a few small names. A couple of people you might, you know, have breakfast with or whatever when you're yeah. in the role. <laughs> you know, Queen Ruby D, you know, just, it, just to be in in the vicinity with her or to be a part of anything that she's, that she even touches is, uh, it's, it's a blessing and I'm very appreciative for it. That's real cool. Okay. Now I got to ask about this one. Were you in Incredibles 2? I was in Incredibles 2. I was. What? Oh my gosh. Who did you play on Incredibles 2? So it's it's a lot of, it's really Uh-oh. crazy because in the trailer, I am a uh, honey. I'm, 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 I'm the, the wife. I'm Samuel Jackson. What? Frozone's You're wife. yelling at Frozone? Yes. In the trailer. And oh then- my gosh. And then in the movie, I was a part of other scenes, but I was not in that same role, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. They gave it back to the young lady who did it in the prior movie. I believe her name is Kimberly, I want to say. Um, yeah. But for me to hear it when I was, I don't know what movie I was going to go see, but I was sitting there and the trailer came on and and mm-hmm. I was sitting there and with, with some family and- they were like, that's you. And I was like, that's me. And then it was like, I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> so they can't take that away. See, it's just this yeah, that that, that I have. <laughs> wow. That is cool. Yeah. Let me tell you, that is the best thing. And I'm ready to go with anybody on the streets for this. That is the Incredibles is the best thing Pixar for me has created. Mm-hmm. I love Incredibles. Absolutely. Absolutely. The ba- baby. Oh, man. He's just like the best. Yeah, that's yeah, Jack, Jack. like we we need to have we should we can have a whole a whole episode probably on Incredibles. I could probably just go for days because it's, it's just the so best. But I had to get that one in there. I saw that and I was like, please tell me Google didn't lie to me. Yeah, no, they did not lie to you. And in the and in the final movie, I'm like, I actually am. I'm like, I don't know, like playing like the crowd, a pilot or something like that. Like it's mm-hmm. various roles, but um, yeah, be a part of it any type of way that's history you know it's just right yeah that's yeah that's definitely cool okay all right let's get into a warrior nun here yes okay shotgun mary okay tell us where you were were you just eating some cheerios or something and somebody your manager agent calls you up and says how do you feel about being part of warrior nun and were Um, you like what (laughs) yeah when i i he, my my manager called me and he was like, "There's this really great part of this role, and and the show was called Warrior Nun." And I was like, "Okay." I was actually back home in Chicago visiting my family at the time, and um, I looked up the. I just Googled it, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck is this? Excuse me, right? What is no, this? no, you good? You good? The costumes? Oh my god! It was like, yeah." It was like some Xena warrior, like the yes. loudest you in know? the hair. Like you guys are, I'm a one. You guys are bad asses, and I, yeah. I, I was just like, this is not. Did it, it said warrior nun, right? Like this is not what I was expecting when I was looking. When I was just looking at the title cards and stuff, like the very beginning, I was like, what? I, I just, I, I, I was floored by it. I was floored. Um, but then I saw the name of the character, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> the, right. I'm ready. Shotgun Mary, I've never, I've never heard of a of a more badass name than that. Um Yeah, that's that's pretty gangster. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't even know. I I'm just trying to think of something. Like I was trying to take a pause so I can think of another name that's that cool, but I just I don't have anything right now. Especially when you're talking about like the ideas of um, you know, the Catholic Church and nuns and um you know what it took me back to and and I kind of want to get your thoughts on you know with the genres with this action adventure genre taking this on of the idea of the church and the catholic church because you know when you have things like harry potter we talked about like buffy and all that I remember Mm -hmm. um you know my parents were gonna let me watch it or whatever you know they were cool they were cool like that but they still had this pause where it was like oh so you so you in there 
you know, looking about demons or, you know, reading about witches or something, you know, it's always that like, you know, and church is big in the black community. Right. So it's just like, so how did you feel coming into this world? Cause you guys, by the way, it's done, you know, the writing, the right, all of it's done beautifully where it's like, it has this little pockets that it fits, but you're just thinking about this aspect of taking the church on with that supernatural element and dealing with demons and all that kind of stuff. Um, Man, it's it's tricky. I'm really into sci-fi to begin with, so I've always right. been interested in that. Um, mm-hmm. So if you, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I know, and it's, especially since the things that they were addressing with it, they were talking about the patriarchy and they were talking about idolatry and um, right. They were talking about the women's role in 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 this movement as well, which made me very interested in it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't. I really don't think that I've seen anything like this before or how they tackle. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And then like, and, and you know, and we were, you know, we're watching our languages here, which you, you're fine, by the way, but they don't watch their language on the show and it has an us in the title. Like they letting it fly. It's going right. to fly. And I'm like, listen, if any of these ladies show up and they wearing, you see any of these kind of ninja nun warriors on the streets, just cross the other side and keep them. That's all I'm going to say. That's all my, that's my warning. I just want to put out there. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty scary. Yeah, I um, one of my favorite parts was when I think she said, "Oh shit," and then somebody was right. like, and she was like, "Girl, you kill people." <laughs> <laughs> I can't say shit, but you kill. Yeah, it was like, and it was so well placed. It wasn't like cussing just because y'all just wanted to let a whole bunch of because you know it was like the church element. People weren't expecting it. It was like so well placed because there were certain nuns trying to watch their language. But it was like certain things were happening where it's like any normal person's going to lose it. So it's just like the way it was placed out and some of the fight scenes um, was big. But um, one more thing I want to touch on, though, because I definitely want to get into like the fights and all the fight scenes and some of the stunts and stuff you guys had to do. For sure. Um, But I want to talk about the idea of strong black women and, you know, dive a little bit deeper into Shotgun Mary, because I want to read this. I don't know if you had a chance to look at this for the listeners either. Um, Taraji a couple days a couple days ago put out an Instagram post about strong women hmm. and it said please stop calling black women strong as a compliment strong is why our mortality rate in medicine is high strong is why our pain is, ta- is not taken seriously strong is why there is less empathy for us strong is why we're put last in every movement because we can handle it and so and it, and it hit me because the first thing that popped in my mind when I was looking at your character was I was going to call you strong yeah. And, you know, not to say, but I was going to use it in a different way where it's like you could tell that she has she is driven by something, which I'm not going to say in case people haven't, you know, actually t- haven't seen it yet. Because actually this premiered on um, July 2nd, if I haven't mentioned that for you guys already out on Netflix. But you can tell she is driven by something. Um, and, you know, but she still has this like it's something about her that is unstoppable. But you do get these see these real moments from her. And I think there's different layers to black women that you get to show with this character. So I, you know, and I don't and I'm, you know, and I'm kind of hesitant about using strong because I don't want it to seem like she didn't have any, you know, there wasn't different layers to her and she didn't have any flaws that she was working on. But there was this there was this like, you know, physically, mentally, there was a, a punch that she packed that it was like nothing was getting ready to stop her. And I love and I just love that imagery. So how did you feel about, where did you go? Like, what place did you go to to be able to play that? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, based off of even the way Shaga Mary was originally written, she's, like, really tough as nails. She's, like, you know what I mean, in your face. And it, it translated over into this adap- adaptation as well. Right. And I, I had to kind of uh, collaborate with the showrunner and the directors at the time to uh, – a lot of the vulnerable moments in there wasn't written. And I, I had to bring it because I wanted to make sure they knew that there was still like a human and a person in Shaka Mary, that she wasn't just like angry or she wasn't just strong all the time or she wasn't invincible. Um, right. even down to my reactions in some of the fight scenes, especially, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to give any spoilers or anything, but I remember one time one of the guys said, you know, you know, you get into fights, you know, all the time and this shit, you know, you make sure that you react in a certain way where it doesn't seem like it hurts you that much. And I was right. like, eh, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I get what they're saying because it's a comic book show, but it, it was something in me that I kind of had to 
kind of had to go back and forth with them on like, you know, you, you can't just show her as being this invincible, you know, terminated type character. You know, she's not right. Right. You know what I mean? She's, she's, she's a warrior. Yes. But she's, she's a human too. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That hit kind of deep uh, to Roger saying that is true though. It, it really yeah, is. It is. Yeah. Cause I, that's the first thing. That's literally the first word. Like even with the poster, like, you know, every saint has a past that you were on. You know, mm-hmm. I just, it was like, as soon as I saw it and just like the, the, you know, the outfits, the, the uniforms, the, you know, even the way you guys carry your, you know, wear your hair and everything. Cause everything is very, you know, like it has to be functional and whatnot. So it looks very much like you guys are ready for, you know, warrior, you're ready for battle. But so you want to use the word strong, but it's a good point that it's that. I, and that's why I'm glad we have characters like shotgun Mary. Hopefully we continue to get more and more and more. Yeah, um, because they need to know that there's different layers to black women, which I think is very important. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? We're we're complex and we're way more than one thing. I, I know someone kept asking me, do you think she's a, a hero or anti-hero? And I'm like, man, she's just a person that kicks ass, but she's a person. Right. You know what I mean, like she's, right. she's there's there's shit that she does that you're going to be like, what are you doing? And then there's shit that she yeah. does and you're just like, I, I feel that. You know what I mean? I, it, it's important to make, especially my characters as a black woman, as human as possible, no matter if she's, you know, if she has wings and she's flying in the sky or if she's, you know, uh, a, a young mother trying to find her way, you know, whatever it is, there right. has to be some type of, uh, some type of heart and human quality in her always. And speaking of women, what is it like working with the cast? Like you and Alba Batista, who plays Ava, you guys have like hilarious like scenes that I'm just like, please, if we just went, you know, I'm just going to speak season two in existence. We just need to start off with you guys at the top. I just want to see what's going to (laughs) happen. Come on, season two. Let's go. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to speak it out there. Thank you. Let's let's do it. Thank you. We will speak that for sure. Um, Working with Alba, it was, it was interesting because our schedules conflicted for so much during the first, I think, four episodes, because we did kind of shoot in, a, in order by two episodes apiece. Um, so we didn't really get a chance to get to know each other, know each other until like episode, oh, okay. episode five and six. And um, so it was just like this. It, it was it was nice the way it was handled since we we did shoot in that sequence, but we just we were able to get to know each other as we were shooting, which was really nice. Um, and luckily, we were able to go back and forth and improvise um, some lines, and we were just riffing off of each other, and it worked out. Luckily, <laughs> yeah, that was. Let me tell you guys, if you haven't seen it yet, that's gonna be some of the hilarious scenes. Like just the guy, the dialogue between you guys for me is like a refreshing, just like a nice little break. Yeah. Um, you know, of just laughter and you guys just really, exp- and like we're talking about with women, the layers, you guys are definitely expressing some deep stuff, like whether people catch it or not, you know, cause they might be tied up in the jokes of it. You guys are definitely, you know, letting the emotion show. Oh yeah, for sure. It, um, yeah, it was, it was, we, we wanted to make it as light as possible when we could. Um, mm-hmm. uh, cause the energy of the show can get a little heavy sometimes, uh, so I was thankful that, uh, I mean, I was just thankful that she was there on those days too. Cause those, those days were hard. <laughs> it was like the hottest. I know. I could imagine. Was. Uh, I think you I, guys are shooting in Spain, Spain, right? Yeah. In the summertime, it was intense. You know, I think I had on three or four layers, a coat, some suspenders, some boots, some little, it was all types of stuff. So it was, it was good to be able to joke and, and hang out with someone, especially during those those rough days. Um, yeah. And the other girls, I mean, without them, I, you know, I really wouldn't be able to understand much because I didn't have time to like to get to know the language or, you know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. just, they were like, you got it. And then within a week we were there training. So I'm, I'm very, very thankful for them. And Lorena, that's like, that's my number one. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about. Yeah, yeah you guys have some good scenes too. Yeah, Sister Lilith, you guys go in. Yeah, there yeah, was some good man. scenes on that one. I love her. That's like that's my sister for real. You know what I mean? She's um, she's just great. She's the sweetest. You know? Yeah, I miss her. Miss her tons. Oh well, see, you guys, you guys have to catch up on this relationship on the Netflix if you guys are checking this out. I'm just saying. Yeah, the the, the relationship. <laughs> like in all honesty, she is like one of the sweetest people I've ever met. 
Um, and there's no way that we could have been able to do all of those things if we didn't have yeah. love and trust for each other. So I was going to say, yeah, that takes a lot of like you guys can tell you you guys have the off screen chemistry because that takes a lot to be able to do that on screen. The kind of heaviness that you guys have to go to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of trust, a lot of fists flying past my nose. You know what I mean? Um, so but yeah, yeah, working with so, her was, was great. Speaking of fists, since we get in there, because I want to know about this, because I, I would hands, I hands down recommend this series just because I like action and the fights and you don't always have to see women go at it like this. And then there was the added fact of, except for shotgun, I mean, you know, shotgun, yeah. shotgun Mary had her scenes, but there was also this added layer of, you know, nuns trying not like they just want to take you out because, you know, you get out of their way, but they don't want you, you know, they don't want to kill you necessarily. So there was some intricacies to like the fight scenes and the way stuff went down. You know, Shotgun Mary had her reasons for some stuff. You know, I ain't gonna get no spoilers away. You know. <laughs> but so what's the workout routine like? Do you have a gym membership now? Like what's going on? I mean, I know we got the COVID-19 and stuff now, but you know, before was how was the gym membership looking? Um, I've just tried to get one in my apartment complex, which I have to say I have not used <laughs> um uh, well, you had to take a break it's all right you don't break I, now no but i mostly work out in, inside my home or whatever i do a lot of yoga yoga pilates um it's okay uh, i dance to like my favorite music videos oh man yeah no See, I, I work out the zoom because i think i can dance that's the kind of stuff who, i do who says you can't it starts in I your mean, heart you know that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying thank it you starts right inside you can dance you can do You know, it. thank you. Shotgun Mary told me. Y'all can't tell me nothing else. It's there you, you can dance. Who says you can't dance? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's great. I'm, I'm learning uh, an Aaliyah routine. I'm trying to work my way up into steps and then maybe end up in oh, okay. that, that routine. <laughs> that's that's the goal, right? To, to work <laughs> that routine. So I have to start in baby steps because I, I don't think I have that much rhythm. But... Uh, We'll see. I mean, with some, if you can coordinate some of these, choreograph some of these fight scenes, I'm just saying, like, I I, I feel like it's not going to be too far off for you. Okay. I'm going to thank you. Thank you for <laughs> like that. I really appreciate it. I do. <laughs> All right. Okay. Can we talk about, did you, do you actually rode a, uh, ride a motorcycle? Did you have to learn that for this? Or what was that all like? Because and by the way, the motorcycle has an alarm, which I didn't know that I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that. Was, <laughs> maybe I'm late to the party. Yeah. Um, yes, it has an alarm. I learned how to ride just a bit for the show. I had never uh, driven one, but I had always been like on the back of one before. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, it's just so heavy. <laughs> it's just. I was gonna to say, like, it looks like it was pretty heavy. It's just so heavy to even balance. That's the that's the number one part um, to balance it so you can even go. But I'm I'm very grateful and thankful for uh, my my stunt women as well who who made me look even more badass than I ever could. So <laughs> now, how much? Because we kind of we kind of took. I made you take attention on dancing. How long? How much training were you doing? Like, how long was it trying to film like each of these different sequences and stuff? Um, we showed up maybe one or two weeks before we shot our first fight scene and it was Mm -hmm. every day, every day, Monday through Monday through Friday, Saturday, if we opted in for, um, four hours a day and it would be training, um, team tactical training. Uh, for me, it would be boxing and wrestling. Uh, Cause we all had our different fighting styles for each character. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. And yeah. So I would just, you know, box with my trainer for days and then I would have to end out with uh motorcycle training to go back and forth and also like training myself how to hold the actual gun, the actual. Oh gun. yeah. And you're um, like a, and she's like a, a expert too on like certain kind of bullets and things too. Right. But I was thought I thought was very interesting to add it. Well, I mean, well, I mean, she is called Shotgun Mary, so I guess it would be crazy if she didn't. But right, yeah, I um, that's one thing I'm looking forward to for season two, like really getting into her guns and and uh, how her expertise on everything, especially from the fact of in the comic book who trained her um, mm-hmm. to do so. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how how we can go. I want to like stencil some names on them or something. I want them to be in gold or something, you know? 
There we go. See, that's that's a, see that's the last and that's the last at the edge she needs. Just some gold bullets, you know. That's the last at the edge. That's it. You know, she needs to have like some flair. But yeah, that'd be great. And I forgot to even ask you: Did you, since we uh, you kind of brought it up, did you read the comics before? So I did not read any of the comics while I was auditioning. Um, but once I booked it, I did grab a few volumes. And wow, um, we have so many places we can go for upcoming seasons for sure. Yeah, I, um, I have. I didn't. I came into this fresh without reading in the comics, and I want to go back and read the comics because I was just that interested. Because I know they only give you like ten episodes, you know, uh, about an hour each one of them. But you like, I want more. I need more details. So it's like now I got to go back yeah. to the comics. Yeah, there's there's so there there's so many things, uh, especially like when I was watching it, um, mm-hmm. I was like. I, a lot of things I did not even know about. I was like, oh, wow, they added so many things to the detail of this now. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, that- I'm like, I was just pulling up. I was like, wow, how many issues are we talking here? I was like, okay. I know, like, Sister Lilith has this arc that's crazy, um, as people will see when they see the show, where she's going. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what she's <laughs> going. Um, her arc is bananas. Uh yeah, and Shaga Mary, I mean, I don't even know if I can say, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And by the way, it's Warrior Nun Aurelia, and it's by Ben Dunn. If you guys want to go, you know, re- watch, read it. Like, that's what I'm about to do. Go back and read it Um, now that I've watched it. um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's super intense, cool, a lot of action going on. I do want to ask you, though, um, do you have... Okay, I got to ask this in two parts because I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, so first I'm going to ask, do you have a favorite scene or episode that you can tease for people, you know, without giving too much away that that was, you know, that was your favorite fun to shoot or anything like that? Um, yeah, for me, it, it had to, it's between episode five and six. Um, Ooh, okay. That's my favorite episodes. And that's just because it's a lot of action in them a lot of action in them. And it's a lot of, uh, at least for my character, it's, it's a beautiful arc that happens. And it's kind of a nice escape for people, especially six. It's not just an escape for the characters, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a nice way to escape for yourself when you're watching it, you know? Um, yeah. And- my favorite scene though, mm-hmm. my favorite scene is when, can I say this? When I kick her off the cliff? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Cause we'll, okay. we're, I'm sure they probably got <laughs> Okay, so okay. We're, we're, we're after now. We're after now. It's on Netflix. So yeah, that's okay, fine. Yes, I just yes, said no. Yes, I want to do any major spoilers. That's fine. Yeah. Right. And if not, I can just say my favorite scene is the opener before episode six. Okay. I just can't. It's just so funny. <laughs> it is. That's what I'm talking about. The scenes between you and Alva, like you guys do not even understand. I was rolling. Like I, I, I was laughing so hard. I had to go back. Like I went back and I was like, I know I missed something. I know I missed a detail or something. Cause I was just laughing. Cause you, you just don't expect it. Yeah. It's, it's it, it, the way it was, it was like, it had this dramatic music. It had. Yeah. It was, I was just it, like, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Every episode. And it was just like, it was great. <laughs> I was like, oh my yeah, that was that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Okay. I can't I can't say anything. This will be a true spoiler, so I'm trying to say as least possible. Okay. But I'm just gonna tell y'all, y'all better make it to the end for episode 10. Because I don't every woman needs to see this. Just make it to episode 10 because I'm not gonna say anything. But I do want to ask you without giving anything away, cool. can you give us like two words to describe how you felt? in this last episode or like, or you can use a phrase, how, whatever's easier for you to like describe it for us. Cause this, this badass fucking done. <laughs> right. Hey, I love that. And if you, when you guys watch, let me tell you, when you watch this episode, that'll make perfect sense to you. Period. That's it. That's the end of it. Um, yeah. I love it. That's, that's, that's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. yeah so you guys got to go back and watch it. I'm, I'm so happy that you watched the show and man, like to, you know, black girl nerds. This is what's up. That's great. <laughs> yeah, we are. I, I just feel like I hope you come back when we after we're the, like after people have had enough time to di- digest it and read the comics and take it all in because I gotta talk to you about it. I gotta talk to you about Let's the last talk. the last part. Yeah. No, you really really cool. Let's talk. I I'd love to. 
Oh, and then, okay, we got to wrap it up because, you know, everything is kind of getting back in Hollywood as to kind of wrap up here. Right. Um, so I checked out your website and you had a short film on there called Pup. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk to me about, because I was going to ask you, this is my whole lead into this because it's I feel kind of like people, when I ask actors and actresses, you know, what they got coming up next, you kind of have to figure out what Hollywood is doing next to to situate all this filming and everything. So either I was going to ask you what you have coming up next, or if you have any projects that you want to tease for us. Um, and that's how I led into this, into this short film I found on your website. Oh, well, yeah. Thank you for, for checking that out. Yeah. That was a, just a fun project I made with some friends and, um, uh, I just needed something for my soul creatively, you know? Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Waiting on Hollywood is a tricky, tricky thing. It's never been my style. Um, so I'm, I am right, right right now. It's a it's a horror film. I can't really get into too much of it. Um, but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm writing a horror film that I'm hoping to be shopping around by the end of the year. Ooh, and I'm real scary, so I might I might <laughs> jump on this one. I can't wait. I think you might like this. You might like this a lot. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Gonna have me around here screaming, dropping my popcorn. All right. Let's go. <laughs> well, Toya, this was so much fun. I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you for having me. This is great. Thank you so much. And all you guys stay safe out there. Face mask, wash your hands, social distancing, all that good stuff. Um, and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Brodnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.